Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday, February 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined once again from Goodyear, Arizona, by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, how's the weather out there in Goodyear? It was nice today, Joe. Very nice. A little cool in the shade, but, uh, you know, like 70, 75 degrees, and uh, the sun is out. It's, it's beautiful out here. Well, Paul's I know working. you probably don't want to hear that. No, well, you know, it hasn't been terrible here. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, Paul's probably working on his, uh, his, his tan out there as the, the Indians are taking, uh, uh, live batting practice. They're, they're sort of their first hacks of the, uh, of the year for, uh, for the guys against live pitching. Now it's, uh, it's always kind of, I think it breaks the, you know, the, 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 the boredom of camp. It's kind of the next step to the games. Uh, when pitchers and, and hitters face each other, they're not, they're not facing coaches that the hitters are. You know, so uh, Carlos Carrasco faced uh, Lindor, Ramirez, and uh, Carlos Santana. He looked very good. He, he was thrown hard, uh, kept the ball down. Uh, and uh, Lindor had some good hacks against him. Hit, hit, hit one ball out, a couple balls off the wall. But, uh, you know, Carlos was encouraging. Uh, Karen Cech, uh, James Karen Cech really uh, threw the ball hard. It was all over the place. Uh, you know, uh, Frank Conan was sitting right behind uh, the backstop watching him. And a great breaking ball, Joe. I, I didn't think he had a breaking ball like that. Just unbelievable. He was he was really sharp. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of videos that were, were posted by people who were there when he was throwing. And, you know, at least one of them, it was a filthy breaking ball. Just uh, I, I believe it was uh, uh, Ernie Clement who he got to just sort of half swing on a, on a ball. And Ernie Clement was a guy who who didn't strike out at all last year in the minors. He he had like, uh, you know, only like you know four percent of his at bats were were strikeouts. I think something some crazy stat like that. A uh, hard guy to strike out, and he made him look pretty foolish on on the pitch that I saw the, on on video. So yeah, so do you really see control being a an issue for Karen Check right now, or is it too early to tell? Or I think it's like too that? early. You know, first bullpen. You know the you know, probably a little amped up. I think it's just something that, that you know, he, he'll work his way through. I don't think he had too many control problems in the minors, did he? I don't think he, he walked a whole lot of people. I, no, well, he was just overpowering everybody yeah. with his, his fastball. So, 
you know, he, he really – he didn't walk anybody. He didn't give up any any hits, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't when he was going really well last year. Uh, it, it, when you say amped up, I, I just – just in the brief time that he was up last year and we were around him, I can really sort of get that vibe of, you know, Karen Jack being the kind of guy who, who would let that adrenaline sort of take over and, and sort of feed off of it and maybe get a little out of control. Uh, really sort of the Rick Vaughn feel, I, I think, uh, with, uh, with Karen Jack. I, I think we're heading in that direction. Yeah, he, wears, he walks around wearing those glasses. He looks like you know, oh, those dark room glasses. He looks like Clark Kent, you know. Well, no, he's a dead ringer for, for the wild thing. He really <laughs> is. Uh, it, it's it's going to be something to, to keep track of this year. Uh, for as long as he's he's able to stay up with the minor uh, with the major league club. Yeah, I mean he only walked. You know, he, he made five five appearances last year and only walked one guy. Eight strikeouts he tried. So you know he. I mean, I think it was just you know first time out and uh, and uh, you know, but uh, it was interesting that uh, Francona made a point of saying that he was wild with his fastball, but really threw some good breaking balls. And then you know, uh, Simber pitched, and uh, he's kind of added a. Uh, Mike Clevenger leg kick at at the end of his delivery, and I don't know how much stuff he can more stuff he can jam into that delivery, Joe. I mean, <laughs> this guy's got everything but the kitchen sink, and uh, but I get you know he's trying to. That's I guess that's going to give him you know help him get lefties out. That's what uh, uh, that's what uh, Frank. That, was that's nothing. That's nothing to do with velocity. That's just you know it might be a little bit of velocity and bring the ball up a little bit mm-hmm. because. Uh, you know, he said uh, when in facing just righties last year, mostly righties, his his release point got, kept getting lower and lower. They're trying to bring it up, bring his uh, release point up a little bit. Well, uh, so you said uh, Carrasco, uh, Karen Check. Anybody else pitched today that was worthy of, of noting? Or, uh, you know, uh, Cam Hill pitched. Uh, okay. You know, coming off of Tommy John, he looked okay. Um, a couple other guys pitched. Uh, uh, Martinez, a, a guy that uh, uh, you know that that you know is, is kind of you know has been to two big league camps now. Kind of an interesting guy. He was thrown hard, but uh, you know the next the next group is uh, thrown tomorrow. You know Beaver will throw Plutko, Class A will will throw Hand and uh, Plesac, and I'm I'm sure everyone is interested in seeing Class A. I mean, uh, you know we saw Karen check yet today, and the hitters were shaking their heads. Nobody wanted to swing with them. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, they might they might feel the same with Class A. Yeah, which of the uh, which of the hitters gets the unlucky assignment of being the first guy up there to face uh, 101 miles an hour with sink? That's what that's you know you, they you got to draw the short straw, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so you know I'm kind of I'm, I'm interested. You know, th- there's such a difference in body types between Karen Check and, and Class A too. It's it's interesting. Class A is kind of long and lean. Karen Check's more you know. Karachek looks like a Karachek looks like a linebacker. He's, yeah, he's got shoulders, yeah, man. He's yeah, he's out there. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, if so, you're uh, if you're if you're Roberto Perez or Sandy Leone going out there for that that first uh, you know live uh, live BP, you, you hand Class A the ball and you tell him throw the first one off the mascot, just like in Bull Durham. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, well, Sandy Leone was catching Karachek and and Reyes was a uh, friend. Friend Mill Reyes was walking back after his at bat. He was going rapido, rapido. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, interesting. It was funny. Well, there you go. Okay, so he said, uh, Lindor. It looks like he's he's settled in. He's he's you know after yesterday, all the talk about 
the possibility of, of negotiating a contract and all that. It, does he look like somebody who's walking around with a little more free spirit, not worried about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think he, he's always pretty engaging on the field. He's always having fun, you know, one way or the other. I, I don't think this – you know, I, I was kind of uh, – I am still wondering if, if this thing is going to hang over his head or maybe hang over the team's head. But uh, with him, it's hard to tell. He's always – he's kind of, you know, smiling and laughing. I don't think much bothers him, you know. All right. Well, uh, speaking of bothering people, I, I guess the uh... – the, the topic that still just won't go away this spring training, and I, I think it, it, it's going to last throughout the entire season, uh, the Astros cheating scandal. I'm, I'm literally watching MLB Network right now, and they're still talking about it. They haven't stopped talking about it. Uh, <clears throat> the Indians have a connection here on the roster, and James Hoyt, who was on that 2017 Astros team, uh, you had a chance to talk to him today at spring training. Yeah, you know, I really talked to you today and yesterday. Um, interesting guy, uh, this guy had got into baseball uh, through by playing independent ball, uh, and his first manager was Jose Canseco for the Yuma Scorpions in some wow. some crazy league. And Tony Phillips was his uh, third baseman. <laughs> so I, I would have liked to cover that team. So, but you know, uh, like you said, Joe Hoyt Hoyt, uh, I think pitched like forty games for that team uh, for the two thousand seventeen. Uh, uh, Astros and made no bones about it. He said he, you know, he knew what was going on. He he knew they were cheating. They were stealing signs. Uh, they, he was kind of separated from it in the games because he was sitting out in the bullpen. He was a reliever, but uh, he said, you know, when you walk through the tunnel to to go on the field and stretch before games, you could see the laptop and the the monitor right in the runway. And he said, ethically, you know, what what uh, the Astros did was a hundred percent wrong. But, uh, you know, he feels that uh, the World Series they won is not tainted. And he, go, and he knows people, you know, are obviously going to feel different. But he said this team was, is so ta- was so talented and won so many games on the road in, the, in that stretch that, you know, he, he just he, – as a player, as a member of that team, he didn't think it was tainted. And I, I know he's going to get a lot of blowback on that. You know? But uh, I think uh, it was interesting just to listen – to his point of view. Did he speak specifically about uh, uh, Alex Cora or Carlos Beltran and, and what they did, you know, throughout that whole thing or, or his experiences no, with them? No, and, 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 and I didn't really ask him about that. I, you know, I was just kind of uh, – you know, I should ask probably, – probably should have asked him about Cora and, uh, and uh, Cora and Beltran. But he didn't seem to be he, – he didn't wasn't, – he wasn't really – you know, I asked him – does he think uh, you know the, the players should have been punished more, or you know that, that? And he he wouldn't get into that. You know, he said the standard, uh, the commissioner made his decision. You know, he made the right. Move. And and I, I, I that's the the same thing that's being echoed uh, from the Astros who are currently in the clubhouse there, and and, and you know the ones <laughs> who were former 2017 teammates are spread throughout the league right now, uh, is that they they won't comment specifically on anybody on the roster from that team. And that's the frustrating part is that we, they have immunity. They've, they've had immunity throughout the investigation. You know, why not come out and be specific and let, let the public know, you know, Hey, in this at bat, in this game that they won, they use the, the cheating system and, and, you know, give us specific examples. I think people are that, that's sort of what the, the basis of this outrage is, is that you'll, you're never going to know exactly what happened. 
So yeah, and, and it's very much like the steroid investigations. Right. And, uh, you know, and I, the thing I, the thing, you know, the, the commissioner's report said, you know, most of the cheating was done at home at Minute Maid Park, but you know, there's been stories now that, you know, they took it on the road too. The, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, who knows, you know, this thing is going to go on. This has a life of its own. And, you know, I'm always struck, Joe, you know, when Manfred became uh, the commissioner five years ago, I mean, he inherited a game that was, couldn't have been much better. You had labor peace, you know, you had, uh, you, every team was making money. Um, and uh, the only thing, you know, you, you had a strong PED program and, the, you know, you, the only thing, that was on his plate was pace of play. You know, he, he kind of invented a problem to me, you know, and, right. and, and now he's got, he's got, you know, this, this mushrooming uh, scandal in Houston. Um, he's got, uh, you know, he's got a, another investigation in, in Boston. Uh, he's got players screaming all over. I've never heard players take shots at a commissioner like that, like the, what is happening right now. Right. And uh, then you've got negotiations coming up at the end of the two at 2021, you know, with the, with the union. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, if you wanted a mess, he's created one. Well, and you always talk about, you know, threading the needle, the Indians trying to, to sort of thread the needle on, on, on staying competitive and whatnot. He's, he's, I, I think he is really trying right now to thread the needle in, in anticipation of that, that new CBA and, and, and negotiations for that. because. He's very much conscious of what he's doing when it relates to the players yeah. in this investigation and not coming out, you know, he's very much coming out strongly against the Astros and, and punishing the franchise and, and, and you know, trying to, to shield himself behind, you know, well, we, we meted out this punishment. Uh, there's draft picks and there's fines and, you know, all that. And people lost their jobs. But the players who were directly responsible really sort of have – have gotten away with this and sort of are, are, are acting with impunity right now. And I think that's where the outrage is coming from, but you can see why he's doing it. He's got his eyes on that negotiation. He doesn't yeah. want to make things harder for himself in that. And this is what he does best, Joe. He was, he was Selig's, you know, mm -hmm. lead attorney on, on the basic agreement. He, he has really put the players in a corner the last, you know, two or three negotiations. This thing is the tables have switched. You know, the, the owners have the upper hand where for years the players were in control. I mean, the way they have negotiated this and the way the, the, uh, uh, the GMs have made this work, have, you know, frozen out veterans in the free agent market, have, have you know, worked uh, the, the arbitration system. I mean, you know, the – the, the pendulum has swung in the club's favors and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how these negotiations go at the end of two, next season. And you mentioned, uh, you know, never being in, in the past, seeing players taking shots at the commissioner. You really never even saw players take shots at other players the way that these guys no. are. I mean, these are, these are guys who are in their union and you had Aaron judge today coming out and saying, you know, they cheated and they cheated us out of a world series appearance. And you've got Nick Markakis from uh, from Atlanta coming out and saying all these guys deserve a beating. Uh, he literally said that. And Dusty Baker, uh, the new Astros manager, when when told of those comments, sort of laughed it off. But uh, I mean, you could tell this is this is really going to galvanize. I think that Astros clubhouse throughout the year. You can go one of two ways. They can go us against the world, 
or they can just implode and eat their young within themselves. I, I, it's one, one, one of those two things is going to happen by the end of this year. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, Dusty is going to probably wonder what what the heck he got himself into. I mean, he he had to want to manage awfully bad to get back and, and take over this shipwreck. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, what was going on uh, today in Goodyear. Uh, like you said, tomorrow Beaver Class A Hand Plesac scheduled to throw. Uh, we're progressing towards the end of the week where. Uh, we'll get into the, the first Cactus League games. Uh, what are you seeing? You, you mentioned seeing something out of uh, Simber. Uh, also, uh, Oliver Perez and, and James Hoyt uh, trying to get them into situations where they can uh, you know, sort of combat this three-batter minimum rule. Yeah, I, I think Tito wants them all to be able to go at least an inning, preferably two, you know, just to get them stretched out to do that. You know, Perez I don't think is going to have too much of a problem. He's been a starter. He's done everything in his career. He's, you know, he's been a lefty, left-on-left guy the last couple of years, but I think he'll be able to, you know, handle righties. Simber is, is a kind of a work in progress uh, and inter- interesting guy, but he's got so many moving parts in that uh, delivery that I just wonder, you know, exactly, exactly what's going to happen. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Hoyt is a guy that went to the Dominican this year. You know, he's, He's a kind of a veteran guy, and he went to the Dominican over the winter uh, just so he could work on getting lefties out. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons was because of this rule. You know, he's got good good splits in the big leagues against right-handers. Lefties have kind of beat him up a little bit. So he wanted to go down uh, to the Dominican and, and pitch 10, 10, 15 innings just to get to work on that, and he was satisfied. And he, he wants to be able to be a guy that uh, – Goes, you know, at least could give the Indians two innings if they need it. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, seeing an old familiar face there working with the minor league hitters uh, in, in camp uh, down in, in Goodyear. Yeah, Travis Hafner uh, came to camp today, reported. I think he's going to be down here for about a week. Uh, he'll work with, the, you know, the minor league hitters. And then he'll come back uh, in, in March for another week working with them. And, uh, you know, he does some scouting for the Indians. He, you know, breaks down uh, – um, you know, hitters, hitters swings, and, uh, you know, uh, he looked like it was good to see him. He looks great, and uh, I think his kids are playing baseball, so he's, he's a busy dad. Right <laughs> well, we know that feeling. Uh, and uh, you mentioned talking to Bobby Bradley a little bit about, uh, about where he is right now with the club. Yeah, Bobby Bradley looked great. Uh, you know, he's lost some weight. You know, le- this is a guy that's been on the yo-yo diet. You know, two, mm-hmm. two years ago he came in after losing about 30 pounds and was too weak. He really didn't feel good in spring training, didn't have a great spring. Last year he came in weighing about 250, and uh, he looked like an offensive lineman and, and you know, got hurt early and didn't look look very good. This year, you know, he, uh, he spent all winter out here in, in Arizona. Uh, after the Triple A season ended, he looked in great shape, and uh, you know I, I think uh, you know he's he's kind of geared up for uh, you know having a good spring. I, I you know Joe, it's it's kind of if I was him, I'd be frustrated, you know, because you know two uh, last winter they bring in Bowers and and Santana to to DH and play first base his positions. Then you bring in Fran Mel Reyes uh, at, at at midseason, and now now you sign Domingo. Domingo Santana and all these guys could you know DH base you know and and kind of they're so that he he's not 
there's not much of an opening for him. And, you know, he hit 34 home runs last year at AAA. And you wonder, just he's got two options left. He's still 23. He's not, you know, old. But, you know, so there's still time. But you wonder just where his path to the big leagues is. So, so he's getting the Jesus Aguilar treatment, huh? Exactly. That's, that, that's, that's a great, great comparable right there. All right. Well, uh, Hoinsey, I know uh, you're out there. You've been out there a couple of days. Uh, you're still communicating with uh, your subscribers there on Project Text. Uh, let us know. Uh, just give us a, a, an idea of what, what guys can expect when they, they sign up and, 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 you know, participate in this, uh, you know, offering here that, that we have through Cleveland.com. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great little deal, Joe. It's, uh, you know, I, I send out about two or three texts a day. Uh, you know, just kind of uh, giving everybody a heads up, uh, you know, tr try to put them in front of the curve as far as news is going on, what's happening. You know, like, uh, you know, yesterday, you know, uh, we gave them a little indication of what, you know, Antonetti and, and, and Lindor were talking about, that they were talking, you know, the, the negotiations were going on. And this was before I had a story on the site or anything. So they were getting it first, uh, you know, you know, I put uh, Hafter's visit in there. So it's just little updates about spring training. And, and during the season, we've been doing it all winter. And I think it's been uh, it's trying to starting to get some uh, traction right now. You know, people are more excited about baseball. And, uh, you know, I wrote something about, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the sign-stealing scandal and what Hoyt had to say. People were kind of up in arms about that. So it, it's, you know, it's it. I think people would get a, uh, it. It's well worth the four bucks they'd spend a, a, a month to get it. All right. Well, uh, we continue tomorrow with, uh, like you said, the the first look at, at Bieber, Class A, Hand, Plesac, and those guys uh, all heading towards the opening of Cactus League play at the end of the week. We'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow night. Paul, good to, good to hear from you. And uh, stay warm out there in Arizona. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.